the college football experience way too early week eight preview on the sports gambling podcast networks brought to you by win bet. Get started today and you get a risk-free bet up to $500 terms and conditions apply. Get the details at winbet.com. That's W Y N N bet.com and download the app today. We're also brought to you by Coors Light. When you're sweating out your bets, remember to take some time and chill and grab the perfect cold refreshment, Coors Light. We're also brought to you by Underdog Fantasy. Underdog Fantasy is home to the Best Ball Mania 2 contest where you can win a million dollars. That's right, $1 million. Sign up now at underdogfantasy.com, promo code SGPN. That's underdogfantasy.com, promo code SGPN. This is Jerry Glanville, and you're listening to SGPN. Let it ride, brother. Yes, yes, yes. Woo! Welcome. Welcome to the college football experience. Way too early week eight college football preview. My name is Colby Swinging Dantabase Dan, aka Pick Dundee. That's not a pick. This is a pick. And I'm joined by my co host. Give it up for the burrito eating. Sideline kiss stealing, wheeling and dealing, Patty C in the place to be. Hi, how are you, pal? Life is grand, brother. There you go. Oh, Giving yeah. you some Dundee, oh, right? My. I mean, if your heart doesn't start pumping <laughs> as soon as you hear <laughs> the Dundee music, I mean, this should only be played for one person. Yeah, that's, that's, yeah, pick that's the real pick Dundee, but he's here too. But we got third man in the booth here. Give it up for co host here. The rooftop IPA drinking, homebrew making, tobacco road living, the free lock giving, former, former Herndon Basketball League MVP. Give it up for NC Nick in the place to be. What's up, guys? What's going on? What's oh, up, man. brother? You I get almost, one of these. Getting a little choked up there, database? I am. I am, man. I, I tell you, the, here, I'm sorry, man. Let me give you, let me give you some, some music, all right? There we go. While you're, while you're, while you're introducing him, I know, dude, as I was like, as I was introducing him, I got like sudden urge to cough. Yeah. So I was really struggling to make (laughs) it through that, man. I was like (laughs) fighting a good fight, but I was going to request Tecmo Bowl, but Hey, days of thunder. I'm all good, buddy. Look, all right. When you go to me, there's still answers. All right. There's always, there's always answers. All right. We can do a lot of different things here. It's beautiful. That's how you end that. Um, <laughs> here we are, guys. Week eight college football preview, uh, the way too early series. If you're a first time listener, make sure you go check out. We're breaking down co- the college football season week by week on the college football experience. Make sure you subscribe, tell a friend, but also hitting you on all different fronts. We have the, the top 10 uh, 
quarterbacks episode. We're going to break into some other positions later. We have episodes, uh, with, Heisman. Yeah. Heisman futures. odds, futures for conferences. Um, SEC preview just break just uh, recorded on Sunday. That's out. More conferences to come. Coaching hires, top ten coaches, shit like that. If you can, all of, of it, it is out. We're there. hitting you with yes it. on the college football experience. We got you covered, and better believe you better subscribe to the college basketball experience too, because that is now on its own feed. Me and Patty C knocked out an episode hitting the transfer portal, which is just unbelievable this year in college basketball. And uh, there's going to be more to come there. And me and Nick, I think are going to touch on some ACC hoops tomorrow. So make sure you subscribe to the college basketball experience. We're talking college football, and college basketball year round on these experiences guys. Uh, so here we are week eight. And if, like I said, if you're a first time listener, what happens is we go through the top 30 games of the weekend by, or I should say that week, not the weekend, because some of those are weekday games, but uh, by a draft, essentially each week, uh, you know, I have the first pick this week, last week I had the, the third pick NC Nick second Patty C is third and we rattle off the top 30 games and why we find those games compelling. And then we, we have a nice little segment after that, where we uh, hit you with uh, the up our upset special of each week. And then the Lou Holtz, what the fuck game of the week after that. So <laughs> without any further ado, here we are guys pick eight or I'm sorry, week eight pick one here. Well, hey, before you jump into the first pick, should we talk about the week as a whole? Yes, I was gonna, I was gonna go there. But what are you thinking? Uh, what are you thinking, oops. buddy? Let, the the floor is yours. I was gonna say that I think this is one of the weakest weeks of the year so far, up top and as far as depth. When I got into the twenties, I was struggling, man. And up top, you know, there's a couple of good games here, but then there, I think there's a pretty, you know, sharp drop off pretty quickly. Uh, that's my thought process. I think Patty C might think otherwise. Uh, there's a couple good ones in here. Um, and a, a couple with a little bit of upset potential, but I, I don't know. The more I look at it, the more I kind of have to agree with you. Not quite as juicy a week as I thought we were looking at. Yeah. I think it's kind of weak, but I will say the upset special, this is all like, I feel like there's one week or two weeks a year when you look and say, man, it's a pretty weak slate, but those weeks actually end up being fantastic because of the upsets. And sometimes they're True. better than the weeks that we have where we think we're going to get all these awesome games. It's like going True. to a movie that you have no expectations for. And it turns out to be awesome versus like, yeah. you know, it's like you, the first time you see crocodile Dundee, it blew all of our minds. Right. Right. Or when you went when you saw star Wars episode one yeah. after the first three had come out and you cried because it was a piece of shit. <laughs> and uh you didn't like Jar Jar Binks? Yeah, Jar Jar was not doing it for me, unfortunately. Uh yeah. Now, I mean, and part of the reason why this week is is so lame, I think, is because there's so many teams on buy. Like for example, there's only four SEC games. Yeah. Mm. So it's a heavy, heavy bye week. But, and but and go ahead. By the way, l- I'm gonna make the case that Lane Kiffin is the Jar Jar Binks of college football. <laughs> <laughs> I like. It. Uh, I, could t- I don't know about that because I I like I think Lane Kiffin's you know whether you like him or not whether whether you think he's a good coach or not he makes things interesting and nothing Jar Jar Binks did was was interesting whatsoever <laughs> so I don't know about that I'm uh, gonna say this about uh, Colby's assertion that Lane Kiffin wants to be the wild card and Mike Leach is the wild card he's right in in the sense when you think about Lane Kiffin's like career path 
He was in the NFL as like his a, dad was yeah. a famous coordinator. Yeah, he's like, in the NFL yeah. as a head coach for the Raiders, like a famous franchise, but at the age of like thirty-one, and he's just been bouncing from blue blood program to blue yeah. blood. He's program. gotten more opportunities at, at blue bloods. That it's unbelievable. Yeah. He's Richie Rich yeah. is essentially what and, he is, and who blows it. He's like a like a burnout Richie Rich. Meanwhile, Mike Leach is coaching in what fucking Scandinavia. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's what I'm saying. He was in he's Sweden. The yeah. fucking Kiffin is like the new generation wild card. It's all like fabricated. Yeah. It's yeah. it's where Leach is the OG. That's right. Yeah, no, he's just a real it, it, I can't say it any better than the fact that one is a hundred percent a real wild card. Like he yeah. is that pirate on the ship and and uh you know Kiffin's the guy dressing up as a pirate for Halloween. That's right. Yeah, well, yeah, he's like yeah. the wild card on Instagram. <laughs> yeah, exactly. You know? he, that's why he's like the today's generation social wild media card. Wild it's card. all bullshit. Yeah, he's the peg go. boy. Mike Leach go. is the pirate. Lane Kiffin's the peg boy. <laughs> <laughs> he's he's uh, Chris Elliott and cabin boy, right? <laughs> um, if anyone understands that reference, I'd be very imp- be very impressed. All right, please uh, at me. At- or, or he's uh, Kelsey Grammer and uh, Down Periscope. <laughs> If you understand any of these references, my, my Twitter handles at the Colby D uh, reach out to me. I'll send you a college experience t-shirt. How about that? Um, all right. With the first pick in the draft guys, I am not going USC Notre Dame. Wow. I'm going Ohio state at Indiana. Cause this was somewhat of Ooh. a game last year. And this was last year was in Columbus. Well, guess what? I mean, Ohio state. Yes. Are they fully like, uh, are they loaded again? Yes. But th- Unproven quarterback here. Um, they did take some hits with the draft, and Indiana bringing in some big time transfers at the wide receiver spot and also the running back spot. Mixed with Penix is back from the injury. They still got Fry Fogel. Tom Allen's a year, uh, you know, more into his coaching career here. So I think that that's a good thing. He's kind of building this thing. Now, I, I was a skeptic on Indiana a season ago. And I still might be a skeptic, but I will say defensively, if it wasn't for a Penix pick six here, they, this was a closer game than people think. So uh, that's the first time I'm hearing you give it credit. I've usually, I, I know I'm surprised. Well, I mean, they, Indiana was a bit fraudulent to me. Like, I mean that Penn state game could have gone, they, the ref easily could have ruled that out of bounds. It was a 50, 50. Yeah. So the ball landed yeah. on the centimeter. I'm like, okay with the call. I was okay with the call. I'm just saying that I don't know that I've like, I, I'll put it like this, me and stacking the money green and Kramer just did our, our win totals for or our uh, over our best win totals for the big 10. I took the under in, in Indiana uh, under eight wins. Right. Yeah. I think that's a lock because wow. they got too many, they got too many hard games on the schedule and there's probably, they probably got a target on them for the first time in forever. But if they win this game, I'm going to lose my bet. All right. Probably. <laughs> well, but yeah. When's the last time they beat Ohio State? I mean, probably back to the days of Anthony Thompson. You know what I mean? Well, Something like I'll that. I'll tell you that the Buckeyes have won twenty five in a row. Mm. In this series? Yeah. What? Jeez. Well, <laughs> Indiana had lost about twenty or about thirty five in a row to Michigan last year. So <laughs> this one is in Indiana. What, was so. Trent Green the quarterback the last time they beat him? <laughs> he might have been. Might have been. <laughs> um, I think it's the best game though. Look, USC surprising. I, I look USC Notre Dame. Yes. You have the history of the rivalry, but I, I don't think USC is going to be sniffing the playoffs. Notre Dame potentially could be. So I guess there's a, li- so that that is a, a big time game, I guess, but I just don't get really excited for that USC Notre Dame game. Um, so give me Ohio state at Indiana. What's your guys thoughts? 
Well, I'm looking at Stephen Carr. For some reason, I thought he was younger, but this guy, it looks like has already played four seasons and he's their five-star transfer, right? Yeah. Oh, and, and they got a wide out. They got a wide out, I believe from Bama, right? I think Bama. Well, so that's, that's pretty good recruiting turf. I mean, uh, getting five stars at your skill position players is not something that happens typically at Indiana, but um, I mean, Stephen Carr has only rushed for 1300 yards in well, that, four that, years. He's in that fucking air raid. That's true. That's the problem. Yeah. He, um, <laughs> that is true. He's got 57 receptions in four years. So I guess maybe that's kind of where his I, dude, production I, is I, coming as a from. guy that played him a lot in DFS last year. I, I thought uh, that it was pretty like, I was like, man, they're wasting this guy's talent. By the way, I'm sorry. It's the a and M transfer Cameron Buckley coming into uh, to, 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 to uh, Indiana. Yeah. So, and he, and he, he played big uh, in some games with a and M. So 877 yards, four touchdowns, 62 catches. Uh, so um, I, I, I just think it's a, it's a big time game. It's a big time moment for the Indiana program. If you really want to get over this hurdle, you know, or, or you know, you got to get past Ohio State. We know that, obviously. Yeah, we Where know that you, you can see... beat Michigan and Penn State occasionally. That's so. true. They have they have are both a tear down, unfortunately, from Ohio State. I know their fans hate to hear that, but it is the truth. Um, where do you see both of these teams at this point in the season? Well, that's the thing. You pull up. I mean, if you, if you take a, a, a gander at at Indiana's schedule, I that's why I like the under on this. I know we're going to do our unders and an over episode later. But uh, let me just tell you that this one is, is I think cash, it's easy cash. Um, Well, that's why I would argue that this isn't the top game because the ramifications of Indiana winning aren't what they were last year. Well, I also, I'd argue that it's not a top three game because I have three games higher. This is my fourth game. Well, uh, like I said, the slate's not great because I'm just to have you. I mean, I don't want to go through all these, but I'm also on the under of USC. So I don't think that game's really relevant. Um, <laughs> so, uh, but, but yes, Indiana's schedule at Iowa, you, you let them win that. I don't think they will, but you let them win that. I, they got Idaho after that they'll win. They got Cincinnati. I think they'll win that game. And then at Western Kentucky, a strange away game. That's dangerous actually. Uh, and then at Penn state. Now I do think they'll lose to Penn state and maybe Cincinnati, but yeah, they, they, I mean, you, this could easely be a team. That's that's what three, three and three. three. Yeah. Uh, but I still think if so, uh, not only is it great for that, then for Penn state's chances of winning, because the winner of that Penn state, Indiana game, if, if Indiana can beat Ohio state here, yeah. it's still huge for the, for that, the big 10 East. Well, definitely. I mean, they could play spoiler big time in this game, especially if, if they are that close, you know, they, this game, honestly, like uh, Colby's taking a shit on Indiana a little bit and, and said, this game pr- hasn't been as close now today. He's acknowledging that this game was pretty close last year. Ohio state pulled away when they had to a little bit. Um, so, you know, anytime you see that happen, you say, okay, that the game really wasn't as close as the score indicates, but Indiana came back and made it a seven point game with like half of a quarter left. And so it, the game was far from, you know, wrapped up. Yeah. Late. I mean, I just think we'll see. I mean, Indiana is still a team that lost to a, a, a team in Ole Miss that had a losing record in the poll. Uh, they, they beat Penn state by one in overtime. Uh, they, they win by eight against Wisconsin. Those are, I mean, th- that's a good win, but I just don't know that you could do that two years in a row. Yeah. So they never uh, have before. Yes. So, <laughs> so I, I'm a skeptic there, but uh, okay, Nick, it's your play. Second pick. Where are you going? 
Well, you mentioned it. I'll take you. If, if you're not going to take it, I will. USC at at USC at Notre Dame. You know, just a classic college football matchup. Uh, I mean, you have USC coming off a five and one year versus Notre Dame coming off a ten and two year. Uh, you know, uh, last time these guys played in 2019, Notre Dame won at USC 30 to 27. So I would expect another close game. Should be another great game, and it, it yeah, it's it's meaningful. Uh, it helps that USC. I mean, both teams get a buy before they play one another. Look, and I think it's a good game. I just, I'm not sitting there. I, I'm not buying into USC. I don't believe they need to run the air raid. I don't. I look at that schedule, and yes, do I think they could be four and zero at the gates? Maybe even six and zero. Yes, they could be six and zero. But based off what I saw last year, that was a fraud. A very much so fraudulent uh, uh, four and one or five and one. I mean, they had the 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 two onside kicks they get against. Arizona state. Yeah. They score on that, that deflected pass. Then against Arizona, they had another deflected pass on a fourth down, which got them the win against Arizona. Yeah. And, and I just thought this, the UCLA game, I thought UCLA let them off the hook. I, I don't think this team they was, kept was it decently close against Oregon, but Oregon, not a spectacular team last year either. Yeah. Uh, I, the I, last thing I'll say about this game too, is we know it's prime time already, but the, the time is, is 8 PM Eastern time kick. That's already been announced. One of the few games in week eight where we actually have a time to it. So you know this is going to be the the premier prime time matchup of the weekend. Do you think USC will be six and zero? Is the question? No, they're going to take no. one L. Yeah, I think they're yeah. going to take one L too. They'll be five and, and one. What the, about Notre Dame? I would say Notre Dame probably has a, at least one loss too. Yeah. See, so that kind of I mean, much to my to to the Indiana Ohio State thing, that kind of hurts the game too, though. Yeah. Well, I've got two five and one teams coming into this game. I mean, that's not anything to shake a stick at. That's I'm not, not I know, but I'm just I'm just defending my pick. And the I winner think it of could this be very game similar. will yeah. be in the top six of the standings after this week. But will they be a top six team, Petty C? No, they will not. Yeah. That's, <laughs> we all, know that's that. all I asked. Both of that's these teams the uh, will be overrated. Um little tidbit here, just did a little research. It struck me that this game is late traditionally for the uh, USC Notre Dame game. As far as um, every other year, it's in October. Every other year, it's in November. You know, depending on where the location of the game is. October twenty third here, the la- latest the game has been played in South Bend since nineteen ninety three. So weather nice. could be tradition. I hope so. Let's get some cold weather night. going. Is that yeah. night? It might be a little chilly. There you go. I mean, the last time I can't remember the last, I mean, th- this game was specifically designed back in the day between whoever Newt Rockley and Newt Rockley and whoever USC's coach was so that USC comes to Notre Dame when it's nice. And Notre Dame goes to USC when it's nice, obviously yeah. But might be a little cold here for the uh, Trojans. I will say this. If you're a brew, if you're no, not a Bruins fan, if you're a Trojans fan, the fact you draw from the North Stanford, Wazoo, Oregon state and Cal, you can make a case. Those are the worst teams in the North Oregon and Washington. They avoid that's those are definitely yes. the best teams. Over I mean, the past few well, years. Based, but all yeah. those teams are decent though. Yeah. Too. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. I think it's a hard, still a hard gauntlet. Even with that said, I mean, coming up to Pullman on September 18th, I have no idea if they win that. Let me ask you this USC could they finally emerge as a playoff team this year because of the schedule being kind of forgiving here? No, because that stretch, I think, I mean, if they were able to pull off the upset at Notre Dame, yeah, I still think they fumble at Arizona state at Cal. Oh, one of those back to back. Yeah. 
Most yeah, what makes you think USC over the last what five or six years this guy's been head coach or yeah. how long has he been coached there? Yeah, I feel like four or five years. I, I yeah. mean, are we really taking a shit on uh what the fuck's his Clay name? Helton? Yes. Clay Helton. Dude. So Clay Helton at USC has been okay, he started five and four, right? In his first year as interim coach or whatever, but then ten and three won the Rose Bowl, finished number three in the AP, then eleven and three and lost in the Cotton Bowl. That's his first two years there. He's going to uh, New Year's six games, and then okay, a couple down years, five and seven, eight and five, getting it in the right direction last year, five and one, undefeated in the regular season till the Pac-12 championship game. Sure, it was counterfeit, but he's moving. It back. doesn't matter, dude. It's to me that what I see on the field, and it's never looked good to me. They're always penalized. They're always. It just never looks like they're they're there. You well, know what I mean? How long have they been doing that air raid thing? Because if it takes Mike Leach a few years. Maybe it takes. Uh, who's I, I, uh, I'm, I'm drawing a blank on their Graham Harrell. Graham, Graham Harrell's their OC. They had That's Kingsbury right. for like a month, and That's then right. he took the Cardinals <laughs> job, um, and then they went out and got Graham Harrell. But dude, I mean, even if you pull up the 2019, I mean, they they escaped Fresno State with a with a, a, a one score win. They uh, they they escaped Colorado by four, and that was that was a bad Colorado team. They they escaped Arizona State by five. I mean, this I I still feel like. And this team got housed by Iowa in the bowl game. Um, you can't just—I get it. You can say the wins when I don't see a great team when 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 I when I watch them. I see a team. I mean, last year, dude, they were probably the luckiest team in all of college football. When you really consider that they got two onside kicks to beat Arizona State. Arizona State was a better team the whole game. Yeah. Then the Arizona game. Uh, at, so they have. This is this is their season last year. 28-27 win against Arizona State. They get two onside kicks final 2 minutes. Then at Arizona they win 34-30. That was a horrible Arizona team that lost by 70 to Arizona State, <laughs> right? Uh they win by 4 on a deflected pass on a fourth down. Then they they did beat Utah 33-17, but Utah hadn't played a game yet. It ended up being Utah's first game of the season, which was I think That's very true. very fortunate. Then the the comeback game against UCLA 43-38 where they came back and won in the final minute and then they lose to Oregon in the, in the Pac-12 championship. So to me like you can actually make the case that they only really deserved one win here. <laughs> in their defense, once or twice is coincidence. More than that, it's a pattern. Sure. Sure. Whatever that means. <laughs> <laughs> Just watch out for San Jose State. Okay, pick 3. Patty C, you're on the clock. Where are you going? Well, well, I'm going to take you a little further down the list than I think you anticipated this game uh, being or to say that I think this game is higher than you guys think it was. Uh, we are going to Ann Arbor, Michigan, where the Wolverines will be hosting the Wildcats <laughs> of Northwestern. And uh, look, we kind of peeked at the uh, schedules for both of these teams earlier in the year. And assuming that Northwestern continues its winning ways and wins the games that it's supposed to. They should be undefeated coming into this game. Potentially a hard trip to Nebraska, but assuming Nebraska is still don't sleep on my Cornhuskers, Pat. <laughs> a losing team. Big Twelve Colby still thinks they're in the Big Twelve. <laughs> Look great in the spring game. <laughs> <laughs> Michigan has only one game that I would anticipate them being uh, the underdog in prior to this game, which is a trip to Wisconsin uh, at Camp Randall a couple weeks before. So if Michigan's coming into this game at five and one, hosting a six and zero Northwestern team. This could be a massive game, not only in the Big Ten but also in the playoff hunt. Um, well, you, yeah, you, you bring up the fact Northwestern has won what two of the past three Big Ten West championships. Now, I will say this, man they they did 
lose a ton off that team from a season ago. Mm. That is something to to be concerned about a little bit there because the last time they took a hit like that, they had a bad season. I, I want to say they they bring back only uh, I believe like uh, what second worst in the nation, thirty eight percent of their rosters back. Wow! But they're wow. bringing in Halinski, the transfer Ooh. from South Carolina quarterback Pat Fitzgerald, known to do great things. But yes, only BYU th- lost more players. Than, than Northwestern. So and the whole country, the whole country, 130 teams, man. Well, Northwestern for as great as they are, they have been known to <laughs> lay a, a couple clunker years here and there. And this is probably why, but this is still, a, I, I could still totally see them winning this game. Pat Fitzgerald does this every year, man. Well, and especially their schedule really isn't that tough. They got hosting Michigan state and Indiana state to start it off. I think they'll win both of those. Yeah, I think so too. Yeah. And then at Duke, I think they'll get that. But whoa, I'm telling you, Cutcliffe, for hey, some reason, there. man, Cutcliffe plays them well. I know, I know, but this we're talking about the Big Ten West champion here, and Duke has been, you know, struggling of late. Ohio after that. Don't back sleep in on Frank Solich. <laughs> My school's here. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. All of uh, all of Nixie's at uh, Nebraska flag th- plants at Nebraska. <laughs> they lose. Um, at Nebraska, they lose. They could. They could. What if both? And there's Colby's flag plant. That's right. (laughs) There we go. I'm talking college game day. Well, it's going to be at Notre Dame. Let's be (laughs) honest, but it's not going to be at at Northwestern at Michigan. I had this game at number nine, so you guys are surprised me this week. I do agree. It is the Big Ten West champ versus Harbaugh versus Harbaugh and all that drama that's happening there. Yeah, so it's an interesting game. But at number what number three? Really? What do you got above it? I got a few. I got a few. I know another one of your flag plants is probably on your list here, Nick. <laughs> uh, it no, might be. No, but I, I, I look. Michigan gets a week off before this. It, you know, I, I think that potentially Michigan could could beat them pretty bad, right? I think yeah. Michigan gets this one, but I, I think it's going to be pretty close. Yeah, I mean, uh, I'm very curious. I think Northwestern is one of the most interesting teams in college football. Yeah, we'll see. I mean, Ramsey stepped in and did pretty well. Helensky, it, it looked really good his freshman year. Now last year he got he rode the bench because they brought in uh, Mike Bobo as OC, and Bobo brought in his quarterback from Colorado State, who was a fifth year senior. So of course Helensky, after that great freshman year, had to ride the pine. But Must Champs never known how, how to handle a good quarterback situation. So That's it's true. better that he's in Northwestern. And Northwestern, Pat Fitzgerald may not be a quarterback developer. But maybe his job is to develop the defense and let someone else develop a quarterback and take him in as yes, a transfer. Yes. Maybe that's his little formula. That's the angle, man. I, I like this game though. I think it's definitely I, I had it as like the sixth best game, Nick. So we're all over okay. the place. Okay. Let me say this. Harbaugh's confidence in McNamara. Harbaugh, I guess he's hyped up almost all of his quarterbacks. So I guess that has to be taken with a humongous grain of salt. Who's it? Josh Gaddis as the offensive coordinator there? Yeah. Josh what do you think of him as a I think they need to go back to playing Stanford football. They were really close <laughs> with Harbaugh when they were smash smash yeah. mouth. Yeah, I mean, I, I don't know, man. Gaddis, the jury's still out. Yeah, I think he's good. I think he's fine. But like, you're Michigan. You know, the fact that you can't get past Juggernaut Ohio State should not make and and especially when you've gotten as close as you have. 
I mean, I mean, if the, the dude doesn't fumble, who was the quarterback? Spate. Spate. Wilton Spate he fumbles at the one yard line. Yeah. Uh, that, that, that they would they had them one. Or yeah. they actually stopped them uh, yeah. short of the first down That's and true. on fourth down. That's I know Ohio true. State was giving it, ended That's up true. winning the game. So or I mean, they got beat like fifty five ten that one year. Sure, a couple <laughs> times now, but that's because they gave up the uh, the power run. You know, you try and play, you try and run with Ohio State. You're not going to be able to. Ohio State's recruiting all over the country. Florida speed. Well, you got to play Michigan fucking football. It did it work for Rich Rod to run? No. Did it work to, for Josh Gaddis to run? No. You you line the Brady him up. Hope no. Well, it was. I think he was trying. <laughs> yeah. Nothing works for Brady Hope. But, but <laughs> well, I mean. Ball State. He did some things at Ball State, but anyway, uh, look. I don't know what else to tell you besides the fact that uh, yeah, I think this game it, it charted at number six to me. All right. Now I want to tell you guys that the college experience way too early week eight previews brought to you by WinBet. WinBet is bringing you the action of real sports betting with the Win Las Vegas experience. Get in on all your favorite teams, players, and sports games. Generous promos, odds, and parlays are happening right now at WinBet. So get started today and you're receiving a, a special offer up to a $500 risk free bet. How great is that? Terms and conditions apply. Get the details at winbet.com. That's W Y N N bet.com and download the app today. All right, let's keep firing away here. Pick four for me, you guys. Look, I'm gonna be that guy. All right, I'm gonna be that guy. I went to this game a season ago during COVID. Guess who didn't give a fuck? Me. All this right, <laughs> I was out Real there. Man. I was out there in Stillwater, Oklahoma. That bad Big air. twelve. Uh, Big twelve. Colby. Big twelve. Colby is here, and we are going to Ames, Iowa, guys. Where look, Iowa State still not getting the respect it deserves. This team. Speaking of returning talent, they're the opposite of Northwestern. Iowa State bringing back 88% of their roster, guys. That wow. is tied for fourth. No, tied for third among power fives. As uh, you know, uh, entirely out of 130, it's charting at 20, uh, tied for 20th uh, or 19th. I'm sorry, tied for 19th. But as for power fives go, it is tied for third for, for, returning production and most impor- importantly, bringing back the quarterback Brock Purdy and Brees hall and Brees yeah, hall. Both of those guys back. coming back. Uh, so I think if you're a, an Iowa state fan, <clears throat> this is the year, this is the year Oklahoma state bringing back only 72% of their roster that charts is 87th in the nation. Spencer Sanders though is back their run games back. Uh, Hubbard's gone, but they have two other running backs that proved to be good while Hubbard was out. I'm not panicking. Gundy just wins nine, 10 games almost every year. Um, so I think this is a money game and it's one that, that Iowa state need not sleep on because if you do, you could lose this one. What do you think of this game, Nick? Well, you know, it's funny. I mean, you guys are just crazy because you know, under this game, my note says I don't have to research it, this game that much because I know Colby will pick it before me. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's true, but look, th- dude, the, you can make the case. The it's winner- a good game. I think I you're sleeping on it, Nate. One yeah. notch above Northwestern Michigan. Well, there's not that and, many <laughs> other spots. Yeah, above what do you Michigan. have above this? Well, we'll get to that. This this is but, this could be this is a, a good chance. It's going to be two top fifteen teams. It's a look. It, it is a really good game. Uh, Oklahoma State's won the last two. Last year they won twenty four twenty one. It is the second of back to back road games for Oklahoma State. The week before they're at Texas, so mm. that that's tough right there, man. At Texas, 
followed up by at Iowa State. Well, that's a tough I, two game stretch there. I think you can make the case that this is the best game of the whole week because the winner is going to have. I I would expect one of these two teams to be playing in the Big Twelve Championship. I don't think it's going to be Texas. I don't think it's going to be TCU. I think these two teams have an edge on everyone else as far as the odds to get in to well, play Oklahoma. Yeah, to play yeah. against Oklahoma. Yeah. Spencer it's Sanders. a good game, a top ten, but I think you just have it a little bit ranked higher. It's just it's one of those Big Twelve matchups. You're a Big Twelve hater. Yeah, for, He's for a full on as, Big Twelve uh, hater. As much as Colby's a Big Twelve lover, I think Nick, <laughs> Nick is prone to sleep on the Big Twelve. I feel like I'm right in the middle here, and I'm inclined to agree with Colby a little bit here. Uh, especially this game's like on Fox Sports. The Fox Sports is kind of hard to find. Yeah, Gus right? Johnson. Right? What are you talking about? This game yeah, is just fire. because they don't do a good. Just because they're uh, Texas is bitches and they'll do whatever Texas says <laughs> doesn't mean the game's not good. Doesn't mean good football is not being played. Iowa State out the gates. Northern Iowa hosting Iowa uh, at UNLV at Baylor and then Kansas. I guess I mean we're getting deep into that schedule, but I would expect Iowa State based on what they've done recently to be no more than one loss in that time period. And then Oklahoma State. And, and I'll say this: Oklahoma State probably going to win one of those two. Those back-to-back away games at Texas, at Iowa State. You think they drop both of them? Maybe. I don't know. They win one. Bijan Robinson at Texas. People are sleeping on the fact that Texas is kind of he's inheriting a decent roster there, a pretty solid roster. But Sarkeesian's another guy. I mean, even when he was at USC, was he ever that great? What's yeah, the difference really. in talent? Not much, right? Between Iowa State and Texas? No, between USC and oh, Texas. USC and Texas? Yeah. No, nothing really. Yeah, They're the same team. I mean, he's got to prove to me first, but I, I, I think OK State with Spencer Sanders returning. Yes, I know they got they lost Hubbard, they lost a, a guy, a great offensive lineman, but the I, wide receiver I, Wallace, I think, is gone too. Yeah, yeah, but I still come on, man, look at his track record. They win like nine, ten games almost every year. Gundy. Yeah. What do you think, uh, Gundy? Your head. Hello. Um, <laughs> Oklahoma State's uh, the the spread will be at their their game against Texas the week before. Texas minus seven probably maybe I think minus Texas f- be favored. Yeah, maybe maybe minus four something like that. Who are they bringing yeah. back at quarterback? Texas. Uh, they're not. They're, they they lost their starting quarterback. Gone. Yeah, he's Ellinger's in the NFL. Gone, so they got a bri- although the other guy who he came looked in good against Colorado, but that's still one game. Small sample yeah. size. Uh, breaking in a new quarterback halfway through the first season for Sarkeesian and then Gundy bringing back Spencer Sanders for a third year and all the talent that he has. I'm going to say, even though it's in Austin, maybe Texas by one or two, Well, uh, maybe they, maybe they beat Iowa state here. I'm saying I, you know, it, it doesn't, they beat Iowa state two times in a row. Last time it was it, at Iowa state. They won. So they could Ooh. certainly beat Iowa state. Iowa state is not that dominant where they're yeah. just going to come in and beat Oklahoma state easily. Well, and Iowa state the week before is in Manhattan, Kansas, dangerous, dangerous game there too. So, uh, but this is a, that's why it's a big game is I think the winner will have a shot at the big 12 championship the inside track. Yeah. Probably. Yeah. yeah probably inside track. Uh, okay. Nick pick four. Where are you going? Uh, Oregon at UCLA. Okay. See, I had this one right there. I had this right behind it. This is the th- okay. Yeah. So right, well, look, I mean, last year the Ducks won in Eugene, thirty-eight, thirty-five. Oh, that was the, the luckiest classic. win. That was the luckiest win. Do, <laughs> do you remember this, Dorian Thompson Robinson? Uh, I'm sorry to cut he you off. Out. Yeah, and like ten other players got COVID, but Oregon right before the half, UCLA goes to throw a hail mary. The quarterback's arm gets hit. With this is two seconds left. His arm gets hit, so the ball only goes like eight yards, and they return it for a touchdown. Had that play not happened, or the fact 
UCLA drives all the way down there and their receiver drops a ball yeah. that would have set them Put up to win. Field goal yes. range at the very least. Oh man, it was just brutal. I, I really feel like UCLA was the better team in the game last That's year. That's right. So yeah. this time it's revenge time in Southern Cali. And you could argue that it's possibly maybe the best team in the Pac 12 North versus the best team in the Pac 12 South. I know that's arguable, but possibly. So, uh, yeah, but it's going to be a lot of fun to watch. This is a great game here. Yeah, no, this is a great game. And you, hey, you got to hit on the Chip Kelly special here. This is his old team, too. Oh, man. Of course, yeah. of course. That's if that's not compelling, I don't know what is. Has he right? gone up to Eugene yet? Last year, the... last year when oh, they almost that, won. Oh, yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. This one's at UCLA. This is a revenge, uh, yes. at home revenge. Yes. Little, little advantage. Patty C, who you who you gonna take in this one? In uh, in the Rose Bowl. Oh Bruins. God, Bruins I'm on the Bruins, man. I think I'm leaning Bruins on a really tight game here. There you go. You're smarter than you look. <laughs> <laughs> that's not saying much. Uh, yeah, man. This is a great game. I I really feel like. But that's what I'm saying. You can make a case for any of these five games we've taken so far as the top game. I don't think there's one that's clear cut better than the rest. So fair enough. Yeah, yeah, I agree. I mean, I think I think USC at Notre Dame is. But that's just because the historical rivalry. Historical rivalry that that plays a factor. Yeah, I'd say that's probably the best thing you have going for you in this game. Well, also that we like tradition. Patty C and I like like we like tradition. Okay. Yeah, we (laughs) we don't hate uh, blue bloods. I I just don't think USC is legit. I I I refuse to believe they're legit. Let me say this. Yeah. Okay. Given not based on who deserves to go, right? But should USC, Notre Dame, or Iowa State, for instance, go eleven and one, right? We know Iowa State won't get into the yes, playoff. Even though Iowa State would probably be the best team of the three. That's right. Yeah. But we know USC and Notre Dame would both be locks at 11 and 1 for the playoffs. Yeah. Disgusting. So implications, <laughs> uh, fair or not? Uh, <laughs> all right. Pick six, Patty C. It is you. Where are you going now? Ay, ay, ay. There's still some decent games out there. There's still some decent games out there. Yeah. I'm, I'm going to go down to a game that I think you guys will appreciate a little bit. A game that I think has some potential New Year's Six implications. We are going to North Carolina, wow. or Coastal Carolina versus App State. Oh, I okay. love it! All right, here we go. This is a weekday game too, man. This is a nationally televised weekday game. I believe on a Wednesday. Wednesday. Um, <laughs> that's crazy. Sunbelt. I know. I love this game. This was a great game last year. Th- that score is misleading because App State threw a pick six on one of the final plays of the game. It was really a one score game. Oh yeah. And, and coastal took it back to the house. So, so you see a double digit, you know, win by coastal when really it was a one possession. I mean, shit, I think at one point in the fourth quarter with like 10 minutes left app state was winning. So uh, and you got to know they're thinking revenge, you know, you gotta know they're thinking, wait, that happened there. You got to come up to Boone now. Oh yeah. The beach boys come to the mountains when <laughs> you know, it might be like a, a chilly Wednesday night. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> they ain't Brian Wilson. <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> you gotta love uh, the topography, if you will, of uh, the I'm Carolinas. Just, I'm just googling what that means. <laughs> uh, <laughs> the fact, I mean, it's almost like California. You got the beach. You got these beautiful beaches and these beautiful mountains really close to each other. Anyway, uh, it does make for an interesting uh, transition for some of these teams, uh, and I guess uh, uh, strange climate changes. But either way, I think Appalachia State. You're right. Is looking for revenge. They are trying to, after a few close losses, that you know makes you guys, I think, underrate them. What they finished nine and three last year. I think so. Something like they that. They were better yes. than that. Um, those three losses. So I think this team is ready to get take its place at the top of the division. But I don't think Jamie Chadwell wants to let that happen. So 
Uh, well, it, it, what's crazy is they get, they get, uh, they do get an extra day rest because they play. But the week before, they're playing at Louisiana Lafayette. So mm. App State really getting the two best teams in the Sun Belt back to back Tuesday and Wednesday games. Yes, I love it actually. The Sun Belt. What? What? Where do we place them as far as uh, conference power rankings? I go SEC one, Big Ten two. Yeah, actually, the Big Ten last year I would not put two. Yeah. Generally speak, we know they're yeah, below actually, the power. Actually, I think five. last year I would have probably took the Big Twelve too. Okay. Uh, Big Ten three, Pac Pac twelve or ACC. I know this is Four an argument. Yeah. I, I take the Pac twelve over the ACC. Right. Either way, we don't yeah. have the Sun Belt above either of them. But after that, though, it gets interesting, man. I think certain years the Mountain West has been better than the AAC, but certain years the AAC has been better than the Mountain West. And and I thought last year Sun Belt was better than both of them. Sun Belt is nipping at yeah, their fucking thought, heels. That's my point. That, look, there's two shit conferences, and that's Conference USA yeah. and the MAC right now. Yeah. The Sun Belt is legit decent, getting better. Yeah. And once JMU joins. Once they extend yeah, they that, they already invite. had that offer, man. All right, uh, Nick, what do you think of this game? I love this game. Come on, this is right on my alley, man. I mean, this is two of my favorite adopted teams because I spend a lot of time in both areas, uh, and I love that it's like you know a rivalry that's kind of you know coming about here. I just don't know. I mean, I'm, I'm a root for App State. I like App State a little bit better than Coastal, but I like both these schools. So I'm just not sure what side of the rivalry I'm going to lean towards. But uh, it should be a lot of fun, especially Wednesday night. They got the night to itself, and uh, it, dude, I mean, yeah, it's just, this might be the two best teams in the Sun Belt. You know, throw uh, Louisiana in there as well. But uh, yeah, this one should be a lot of fun. I had it at number five, actually. Nice. Yeah, I had it. Uh, I had it further down, but but I don't know. I mean, I had it. Yeah, I, I think it fits. I think it fits right there. Once again, I, I like I threw all mine in a row, but I didn't really have them. To me, they're all like kind of interchangeable. Just, yeah, you know what I mean. Clustered. I'm like, I have no yeah. idea. What, uh, you can make a case for this game being Let me better ask you than this. Yeah, Kid Brewer at night. You say it's way out in the it's fucking in like a woods. forest. Yeah. It's great. It's on like a hill in a forest. They need to get like the smoke machines going yeah. all over the place. Just make it really scary for Coastal Carolina. Like, and and for reference, uh, Colby and I were out in the North Carolina mountains. You know, the North Carolina Tennessee mountains. What uh, two or three weeks ago, early May, we were hiking. There was snow on the ground. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So October this could be 20th. a chilly game here. I love it. I love it, man. Those beach, the, the Brian Wilson's not going to be able to handle that that <laughs> snow. All right. That's right. I got your pet sounds. Yeah, right I got here. your good vibrations. All right. <laughs> uh, all right. I want to tell you guys that the college football experience is brought to you by Coors Light. Look, do you ever feel like you're always on me? I do. Yeah, I certainly do. Especially when I'm picking winners over here at the Sports Gambling Podcast Network. But look, what do you what do you need to do? You know you need a moment to chill sometimes. You know, I, I feel like that's, it's easy to see a tide turn guys. You need a moment to chill. How do you like to hit the reset button and get ready for what's next? Patty? See, how do you do it? What do you do? You got to hit well, that I'm reset doing it button as we speak. Yeah. Let me, let me, let look, me demonstrate. I wish I could yeah. make a glove glove. <laughs> right. There you go. That's the He's beer drinking going that down Coors my light. throat. And look, these days, everything is go, go, go. It's nothing but nonstop hustle all the time work, friends, family, a million pressing social issues. Uh, and you know, just everything's 24 seven. It's on, right? Sometimes you just need to take a moment to turn it off and hit reset. And that's when you reach for Coors light, it's made to chill. All right. It's made to chill mountain cold refreshment made to chill. You got to check it out, man. I'm telling you, it's just, if you haven't had a nice premium silver bullet yet, you got to do it. <laughs> it is fantastic. Um, 
I think pretty much everyone we're talking to here <laughs> has had a silver bullet once in their life. You never know. You never know. All right. It's got a great Your kids out there. You, you 12 year old kids. <laughs> I'm making a weekly episode. It's got drinkability. <laughs> right. Yeah. Uh, weekly yeah. Uh, controversial <laughs> statement on the course. Like <laughs> Put those read. seltzers down and go back to beer. That's right. <laughs> Step your game up. Uh, all right, here we go. Pick seven. It's back on me. Um, and there's, I can go all across the board here, but I feel like, cause I feel like there's like 10 games that are somewhat of the same caliber, maybe six, something like that. But this one, you know, Clemson's a team that's built on speed, right? Very much so. And for some, for some reason, the last couple of times Pitts had to play Clemson, it's been in South Carolina or it's been at Charlotte in the ACC championship. Clemson hasn't had to come up to the tall grass of Pittsburgh where it's hard to kick field goals and that neutralizes your speed a little bit. And we just saw Pitt draft more players. They had more players drafted in the NFL than Clemson. So we know the talent level is actually probably a little bit more that closer than people realize. Absolutely. Dangerous game here. Dangerous game for the Clemson Tigers. Um, who can you pull up Clemson's schedule? Who do they get the week before? Oh, uh, it's, it's at, uh, at Syracuse. Wow. So, so back to back so roads. It's back to back, but it is on a Friday night. So I guess they get one extra day. The I, Syracuse game? Yeah. 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 One extra day, but I, I think this game could still be dangerous. You Dude, look this is a super trap. Yes. And and you look I at, will say traveling up to the northeast, then back to South Carolina and traveling back up to the northeast. Kind of tricky travel there. Yeah. And I mean, what, what's the date? What's the calendar date? Pitt could be cold. Pittsburgh could be cold by now. Oh, yeah. It's just around the, around Halloween, right? Yeah, I think it's like 20, what, 26th or something, yeah, 23rd it, or something. This could be a cold game. Uh, and then you add in the fact Kenny Pickett had been playing quarterback for 45 years at uh, Pitt. You know, he was a backup to Dan Marino. <laughs> and, and so you got an experienced quarterback. You got Pat Narduzzi. Now, I will say that always scares me. Right. right. He might kick a field goal. He might kick a field goal while down four with one minute left at the three yard line. Right. But wouldn't be the first time I could t- look, we saw Pitt pull this off in Clemson. The the year uh, blew it, blew it, made a fit 57 yard or 53 yard or something right. to beat Clemson. The year they won it all with Watson. That's right. The court, the, the quarterback for Pitt was Nathan Peterman. Yes. Nathan Mr. Peterman. They had, <laughs> they had James Connor. They had James Connor at running back. Uh, Aaron Donald might've been on that team. I believe um, some talent so on that roster. Watch out. Narduzzi's got a good defense. We saw it last year. He had a lot of opt outs. So those young guys got a lot of experience last year. Uh, yeah. You mix that in with a veteran quarterback and some nice receivers. They have a freshman wide receiver. That was a stud last year. Watch out for this game. I think this game actually deserves to be in this. Like, I think you can make this, make a case that this is actually as good as any of the other games. We this mentioned is one of the elite yes. games of the week. Yes. I, I, Here's a problem. Here's a problem. Clemson might win 49, 10 <laughs> true. You know? So I agree that it'll be interesting if it's close. What once again, you guys are, are surprised me. I had, I had this way down in like seven, like the seven, 16, 17 area. Uh, but I do agree that there is the potential for an upset. It's possible that Clemson kind of sleepwalks through the first half and, and, you know, and they find themselves in a tight game and that's why it's on the list. I, I think you might have it a little too high, but you know, dude, don't let this be having some rain or something too. You know, like, what do you mean? It might be too high. The last time they played was in the ACC championship, right? I believe so. Right now they did destroy them in the ACC championship, but uh, 
I could totally see. I could totally see Pitt uh, all time. The series is two to two. Pitt's solid. <laughs> They've only missed a bowl once since 2007. That's a that's a rock solid team. And if Clemson does their normal thing, if it's anything like last year, where they had a few games where they're shit in the bed, and then it's on the tall grass, and then you can't kick the game winning field goal when you need to because the swirling Pittsburgh wins, then maybe you have an issue. Well, and if if NC Nick is telling me correctly, I got to double check this. Clemson hasn't played a back to back away series game in five years or over five years. Um, so this, yeah, this will be the first time they've played back-to-back away games in, 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 a, in a long time. So you got to double check me. Come on. Yeah, <laughs> I, I'm here now. I checked it. Um, <laughs> so that's, that's what I think. I look, I almost want another way because I think there's another game or two that's, that's on this level, but uh, all right. NC Nick, here you are uh, with the all next right. pick. Where are you going? I get to pick a, a top three choice of mine at, at, at what pick number eight or something. Yeah, we're at. Pick eight. Nice. LS, LSU at Ole Miss the, uh, the top sec game of the week. It's really the only sec game that interests me this week. And uh, is a, I'm, I'm hoping for that three 30 Eastern time slot. Watch this game, kind of roll that in that up into that Notre Dame uh, USC game. But uh, last year, LSU won 53 to 48, four to 48. Horrible. The game, <laughs> <laughs> the game had over one thousand one hundred fifty yards of offense. Jeez. Uh, I mean, uh, what happened LSU, to SEC football? Yeah, <laughs> I, I got Big Twelve like ten yeah. years ago. No, I got I got news for SEC fans. The, the new Big Twelve is the SEC with, right. with Heupel now coming, Leach, Jeff Levy, and Lane Kiffin there. Good luck shucking that ball. Uh, Kendall Bryles there now. I mean, it, it's all throughout the defense. Um, how, how long is it till uh, SEC's defense is no longer considered a strength of theirs? Couple years. Yeah, yeah. Uh, this is another one. Nick's playing the old Coach Bowl. Edo. It's a fun game. This is a fun game here. Edo used to be the head coach at Ole Miss. They fired him, so I know it's personal to him. Um, and then Nick played the Chip Kelly angle. So he's going with the old coaches coming back to their, uh, going back to their old stomping grounds, essentially. And you know, it's going to be a shootout. You know, there's gonna be a lot of fireworks. This game is at Ole Miss this year. Ole Miss looking for revenge, you know, off that close loss a year ago. I don't see how you guys didn't have this game higher. Well, my, my biggest problem with this, and I made the case for this on the last episode with Patty C when we were previewing the sec. Ole Miss is, a, I think, one of the most interesting teams in college football. However, I also think they have great potential to either have a really good year or a really awful year. Wide variance. I, I really feel like when you have the last place defense, if you don't fix that, you could take an L out the gate to Louisville, and then you open your your SEC season with Bama. I I just feel like that it could easily snowball into a horrible year, despite you having all this talent. Now at the same time, because of that high powered offense, you could have a really magical year too. Yeah. But I, and I think that's what maybe scared me away from this game. Well, then I think the fact that lane Kiffin is like a, the type of coach that would have an extreme season one way or another, you know, he's, he's a team that would he not be able to steady a, a ship that's busted. I feel like once it's, once it's passed, yeah. for him. Yeah. It's over, you know, but he can get it going pretty well if he has the momentum. So it could really could go. Don't let, way. don't let Willie Fritz and his slamming hot wife take, pull that upset on Saturday, September 18th, you know, game before Bama, they're going to be focusing on Bama. Don't let that happen. Don't let that happen. Nick, my green wave. All right. Hey, it's possible. You know what they say about the green wave? 
It's easy to see a tide turn. All right. It's easy to see a tide turn. And look, they go from the green wave to the crimson tide. That's a dangerous tide right there. That's a dangerous <laughs> the, the, the wave to the tide. Yeah. Man, from the out. wave to the tide. Jesus. Uh, all right. Now, uh, Patty C, what do you make of this game? Well, I see LSU in the previous three weeks, uh, getting both Auburn and Florida with the road trip to Kentucky. There's not a gimme. Uh, I think Kentucky, I mean, LSU may not be ready for what's going to be happening in Oxford, which is you got to figure a raucous crowd. Ole Miss not exactly facing murderers row the previous two weeks with hosting Arkansas and going to Tennessee. That's not going to be easy either. Uh, it's actually some pretty big stadiums that they're going to be playing in one of them, their own, but either way, I think, um, I don't know. I, I, <laughs> I don't know what to think. I think it's going to be a good game. I, I, I would kind of lean LSU at this point. And the last tip that I'll say is that if you play college football DFS, you're probably going to have a guy or two in this game. And that gives you all the more reason to watch. Yeah. There we go. Yeah. This Make is some money. I mean, it's a great game. I mean, it'll be a fun game to watch. Hopefully it's i I'm hoping it's the early kick. I'm hoping it's the early kick. Um, all right, Patty C pick nine. It's on you. All right. What do we got here? Oh boy. Looking up and down this list. Oh, no, no, no. Look, I'm going to upset you, Colby. Okay. My boy, Ryan Silverfield (laughs) (laughs) is going into, I'll say this. These games have been very entertaining. Orlando, Florida. And what could be wait, but they've done away with divisions in the, in the American football conference. So, uh, or American athletic conference, this could be for a trip to the uh, AAC championship Memphis at UCF. This was a, a, one of the crazy, I feel like the past three games of these yeah, of this series have been wild. They've been absolutely I have the scores wild. here for you if you want. Yeah. Hit it's, me with uh, the past three or four. Yeah. It's the last three Memphis won last year, 50 to 49 and two and years ago, and that, UCF won. Go ahead. That 50 to 49 UCF was up double digits. Most of that game. It, that was yeah. one of the luckiest wins I've ever seen. <laughs> All right. Then, then, then go to uh, two years ago, UCF won 56 to 41. Okay. So three years, three years ago, they won 62 to 55. Jeez. <laughs> so this defense. is a lot like the LSU will miss game. Last You're going to see yeah. some points. Going to see the scoreboard get lit up. Um, both of these teams have played in new year, six games in the past, what, four years. Yeah. So um, both really have high potential. And I do think that uh, Cincinnati will obviously be in the driver's seat. If they can, you know, hold surf throughout the uh, AAC schedule. This the winner of this game is likely to appear in the AAC championship game. Yeah, yeah. I mean, this is uh, this is fun. I mean, it, it, look, defensive coordinators take your fucking Tylenol because you're going to need it after this one. Anyone that likes defense, not going, don't tune into this one. <laughs> uh, yeah, and the last thing I'll say is that uh, UCF is at Cincy just six games uh, b- before this. Maybe six, a little six, hangover there. That could be six tough. days, six days, not six games. I'm, right? I'm sorry. Yeah. I'm sorry. Six yeah. days before, but also Memphis has Navy the week before also. So maybe that's a washout body blow. Yeah. Well, one of the things I was reading is that uh, with uh, the PAC 12 getting what Clea or whatever his name is yeah. as the uh, new president of the league or what, yeah. I, don't, I don't even know what the ter- title yeah. is uh, commissioner. Um, Pac 12 or a big 12 um, or Pac 12 expansion is back on the table. Yeah. And so big 12 would be primary targets uh, for some of those teams, which means the big 12 may come calling for some new targets, Memphis and UCF jockeying for position. Every game, every win helps me, me and stacking the money. We're talking Pac 12 should just 
extend the offers to San Diego State. They got a new football stadium coming. They got a great basketball and baseball program. Yeah, Boise, Boise, maybe Houston. You BYU. maybe want to dive into Texas. Houston's the third big or the fourth biggest city in the country. So maybe yeah. BYU is a tough sell because of the Sunday angle. Yeah. Let, yeah. let me ask you this: Is there a team in a city? Is there a college football team in a city as large as San Diego that doesn't also have an NFL team? No. Yeah, th- that's a completely yeah. like goldmine well, opportunity for yes. anyone who goes. If they're and smart. Them. They should grab San Diego State and Houston. And and if they, I mean, I don't know if they want to go to sixteen, but then Boise, obviously, with their the problem is, is Boise. I know it's a it's a it's growing as a city, but it, it, their basketball program isn't there yet. Where San Diego State and Houston, obviously, Houston went to the Final Four. San Diego State's had some great years lately. Yeah. So, but I will say, when San Diego had an NFL team, they really didn't care about them. They did. They did until. Why do you think they're going to care about a college team? No, but they did care about them until until the nineties, and I think a lot of that had to do with Spanos. I think a lot of that had to do with how cheap Spanos was. I uh, think a lot of it has to do with the, the weather's freaking beautiful, <laughs> and there's babes, hot, gorgeous women everywhere. Yeah, yeah, but I still think. I mean, this can happen. I mean, come on. I mean, the San Diego State basketball games get lit. Well, a new stadium that can yeah. generate some excitement, especially if they keep winning. Yeah, so, but that basketball stadium probably holds like forty thousand. That's true. I mean, it's, it's relatively easy to pack that just with students and alumni, especially with, with San Diego being such a transient area with military and just with people moving there from everywhere. They're not going to fall in love with a college football team. I don't it's think. still like the eighth biggest city in the country though. Pac 12 would be foolish not to grab that market and, and, and Houston's market yeah. in my opinion. I uh, wonder if some of like USC or UCLA would not like that though. I'm, I'm sure. sure they probably yeah, wouldn't. That, Cause that's fertile recruiting around Reggie Bush. Absolutely. Yeah. A lot of great players, Alex Smith. Um, came and don't of, think those schools don't, you know, have some influence. Oh, I'm sure. I'm sure. So who knows? We'll see how, how that oh, shakes USC's out. He's probably calling the fucking shots in the pack 12. Let's be honest. Well, hopefully this guy says, fuck you to all that, but it know. seems like he has gambling ties. So I think, I think this could be really good for the pack 12's future. Um, all right. I want to tell you guys that the college football experience is brought to you by underdog fantasy. If you haven't played on underdog fantasy, you have to check it out. Their fantasy best ball tournaments are some of the best around, including their best ball mania two tournament where you can win a million dollars cash. Plus you can play a number of uh, games involving parlaying player props for the MLB, the NBA and more. They also currently have a special NBA uh, playoffs, best ball tournament going on. Go check that out. Go to Go to underdogfantasy.com and use that promo code SGPN. And don't forget to enter their best ball mania two tournament for your chance to win a million dollars. That's underdogfantasy.com promo code SGPN. Um, all right, here we are. We're, we're in the thick of this thing here. Pick 10 for pick Dundee. All right. And I'm going to take you to, I'm going to stay in the AAC. Annapolis, Maryland. All right, I don't care that Navy was bad last year. They couldn't practice. They had some, it was like a political thing, man. They couldn't even practice. They yeah. couldn't tackle. Uh, the so, American government is not yes. going to be risking COVID, unfortunately. So uh, Navy, I think Niamatolo has already talked about how great it is to get back and actually do this. Look, he's a great coach. He's a great coach. He's going to figure out they're going to be good this year. Hit the over on the midshipmen. Do, do me that favor. You're going to win money. Uh, and they host Cincinnati. And guys, Cincinnati plays UCF the week before, so they're going to be a little bit asleep at the wheel. And what's the worst thing to see when you're asleep at the wheel? A triple option team that is just going to continually run the ball the whole game. I think this is a slept on game. 
I know you, Patty C. You you might disagree with this one, but uh, give me Cincinnati at Navy in Annapolis. Nick, should we go to this game? All right, we might have to, man. It'd be a fun game, and uh, you know, I think Navy is a live dog here. I mean, since he has a pretty rugged schedule early on, uh, including games at Indiana, at Notre Dame, the one you mentioned versus UCF. So d- don't look over this trip to Annapolis. And last time they went up there in 2017, they lost. 42 to 32. So don't let Navy hang around here. I mean, on paper, you think the Bearcats are the better team. You think they would have the physicality to control the triple option, but you never know, man. Well, it's a funny sport. Only a few practices for that triple option too. It's not like they're getting a week off before that. So I, I right. great, good spot for Navy to catch them. This is going to be an underrated game. Patty. See, what do you think of this game? I agree. I think uh, Cincinnati better be careful. Uh, you you better not uh, celebrate too hard after that UCF win. If you're able to get that uh, I'm sure Navy's licking their chops and would love. And like you said, Neil Matalolo never stays down for too long. Um, they get, I guess a little over a week because the Memphis game the week before is a Thursday. So they'll get nine days to prepare for this game as opposed to seven. I will say this about Navy schedule. The center of that schedule is freaking ridiculous. Like when you think about even that would be like hard for an sec team to get through without a loss at Houston, UCF, SMU at Memphis, Cincy at Tulsa at Notre Dame. That's a tough run for Navy. Yeah, that is a, that's, that's, there's no cupcakes in that little seven game stretch. They'll get somebody. They'll pick one or two of them off for sure. This is a great spot for them, even though they're at Memphis. Yeah, no. So Navy gets the extra time. Cincinnati does not get the extra time. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. So uh, yeah, I do think that there is a lot of potential for, you know, a very close game. And if, and if Cincinnati's not careful, Navy is not a team you want to find yourself late in the game close to, because it's not easy to make up points fast or pull away fast. Yeah. You're going to be right in the game. If you're in the game in the fourth quarter with Navy, you're probably going to be in the game with them at the end of the fourth quarter. Yeah. Yeah. I completely agree, man. I I like this. I like this play here. I like where it's at. Uh, Nick pick 11. Where are you going, pal? I still have a top 10 matchup on, on my list. Yeah, it's so in let the me ACC, you, right? Say it again. It's in the ACC, isn't it? <laughs> you damn straight. <laughs> it is <laughs> North Carolina state at Miami uh, and Atlantic versus coastal versus coastal matchup that we don't see very often. It's two teams that are on relatively the same level you know, regardless of what ESPN and the media tries to tell you about Miami uh, <laughs> last year, Miami won 44, 41 in a very oh entertaining game. That was a lucky, I, that was a lucky, was a, a lucky, lucky it win was. for Miami. It was, but it was entertaining. And I think this year is going to be just as entertaining. I am a little concerned. It is the second of back-to-back road trips for the Wolfpack. So Miami has the advantage there. But uh, yeah, man, this should be a, a real fun game down there in uh, South Beach. Well, I mean, what they got going for them is the fact that uh, the stadium doesn't fill up all the time. It's kind of like the UCLA effect. So even though it's on the back-to-back of, of uh, away games, which is tough enough, just the travel, uh, it's not going to be. I don't feel like they normally sell the stadium out. So, um, and uh, what is that pro my, player or what's whatever? It, Miami Gardens. They or change whatever. the yeah. name of it every yeah. year. Um, but I do That's like a, this play. I thought it was uh, Joe Robbie, right? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Reggie Roby Stadium. What? <laughs> um, uh, no, I like where you played this too. I almost played this. It was either that or Cincinnati Navy for me. Um, and the, my thing is, I just 
are either teams going to be, I guess we, me and Nick made that case of NC state potentially, if they can pull off the upset against Clemson and Raleigh or, or if Clemson was to lose to say Pitt um, or Louisville, then all of a sudden everyone else is going to have life or not everyone else, but hopefully one team that can be, you know, winning, uh, making a decent run. They'll have life if Clemson can fall one. So this yeah. could be a big game and, and in the coastal, anyone can make it. So my, my, I guess this could be a gigantic game for the hurricane. So yeah, uh, definitely. But uh, especially like you said, for NC state, they're going to need to win these ones to give themselves a chance to be in position to take Miami out or take Clemson out rather and steal that division. Yeah. So this uh, game last year, NC state up by 10 with just over 11 minutes left. And then Miami goes on to get the that ball. That sums up score NC State on three different possessions to end the game. That sums up NC State, uh, their whole their whole program. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like that's that's fifty four yard touchdown pass with under three minutes left by Miami. Mm. That's just shitting the bed. Mm. Mm. I remember watching. I, this. I believe that was our Friday night game. I think it was a, a weekday prime time game, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah. Either uh, what we'll it was, was it was that. just, uh, it was a tragedy. All right. Because <laughs> it was just, I couldn't believe they found a way to lose this game. Um, all right. Patty C pick 12. Where are you going? Nailed it. That was a Friday night game. Very nice. Oh, uh, where am I going? Let's see here. I am going to go with, um, I'm going to go big 12 and I'll tell you what I'm going to go. I'm going to go West Virginia at TCU. <laughs> I, do it. I like this one, man. And I look, Neil Brown. I think West Virginia is flying under the radar this year. I know we made the case for TCU. I think West Virginia might be that team. Sure. I mean, traditionally West Virginia has had every few years been able to get in. They're, they're one of the more slept on teams. That, like in ter- I think it's just the fact that they're West Virginia and it's bum fuck nowhere, you know, yeah. that people don't give them the cred, but that's kind of like what people don't understand about West Virginia is that is an insane football culture. Like they they're fucking nuts, you know? Yeah. Uh, the it's a very very tough place to play. Now, granted, they're going to TCU, but still like it, it's the crucible of redneck football, right? Well, I think this is like the the battle of the sleeper in the Big 12. I think Iowa State Oklahoma State is what we we kind yeah. of thought, okay, and maybe you can throw Texas into that mix. Game. Yeah. Maybe you can make the case for a K state, but I think these two uh, definitely oh, could be category yes, of sleeper. But, yeah. So I think the yeah. winner here will have a lot to say potentially throughout the rest of the season. Nick, what do you think of West Virginia TCU? No, I, yeah, I had this in the same range. I think it's a fun game. Uh, West Virginia's had their number. They've won, I think at least three in a row and wow. look at these scores, 24 to six, 20 to 17 and and uh, 47 to 10 and TCU has not gone over 300 yards of total offense in three straight games. Wow. So, I mean, apparently the West Virginia defense knows what TCU is going to try to do and they're just stopping them dead in their tracks. Plus West Virginia has a buy coming into this game. So the trip to Fort worth won't be as bad. It's a fun game, but apparently VCU just has TCU's number. Hmm. Mm, Let me say this about uh, West Virginia. Looking back here, they have had one losing season since 2001. And what? Yeah. Five, five, 10 win seasons since 2001. That's underrated. Most people wouldn't know that. Most people would not know. They're a better program than people know. Uh, but they're not really known for their defense, which is why I'm surprised they've like just totally been able to lock up that TCU offense. 
Yeah. Well, I think Neil Brown's a, a, like one of the, I thought when they hired him, that was one of the, I thought they upgraded as much as uh, yeah, I like Holgerson, but I thought yeah, ne- Holgerson is all right. Neil Brown is a great coach. I think he's a really good coach. It would not surprise me. I don't know enough about Neil Brown. I, I was impressed with Holgerson, but I will say the the wheels had certainly, it started to go in the wrong Dude, direction. All, here's all you need to know about Neil Brown. They were, Troy was beating Clemson in the fourth quarter. That was the Clemson team with Sean Watson at Clemson. I mean that, that Troy team, they won at LSU. You know what I mean? That Troy team was really good. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and and I, I was just really impressed with what he did there. Um, well, let, let me say this West Virginia. They're almost like a fucking uh, Nebraska here. Bill Stewart got fired for going nine and four, three straight years. Well, there. I think something happened though. He did uh, something. Uh, he did something. I thought shady or something, something happened where he got fired for something with the athletic director. Yeah, some something shit like happened that. where he did something. I don't recall uh, rest in rest in peace, by the way. I think he died a few years after that, but um, uh, yeah, I mean, West Virginia's program definitely slept on better than what people think. Um, okay. Pick 13. But before I get to pick 13 guys, I got to tell you to make sure you tune into part two, because pick 13 will be on part two. Make sure you subscribe to the college football experience. This will conclude the part one episode of our week eight, way too early preview. Uh, Stay tuned. We will be right back with episode two of this.